This is the Super Sports Schools Podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars powered by Spurs Stake Ranchers. One, two, three, go! Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Super Sports Schools Podcast, brought to you by Spur. My name is Alex White, and over Women's Month, we've been focusing on girls' sport here on the Super Sports Schools podcast. And for this week's episode, it's no different. To end of Women's Month, we're still talking about girls' sport, and today we're focusing on girls' football. We couldn't let it go. Banyara Banyara did so well at the FIFA Women's World Cup that we knew we had to talk about girls' football. And one of the regions in South Africa that is really strong when it comes to school football in general is KZN. And so we had to chat to Eurasia and Fanele, two people who are basically running the show when it comes to girls football in KZN. Here they are to introduce themselves. So uh, I'm Eurasia Haswell. Um, I am a long-suffering football supporter and fan. Um, And uh, currently in KZN, I'm the chairperson of women's football for the region, for Itikreni Safa. And I've uh, been involved with um, the school system for, for quite a few years. I'm also a qualified uh, football coach and I have a SAFA Level 3 referees qualification. So, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's who I am. All right. And over to me. And my name is Fanny Zobu. Um, I've been in the school system for many, many years. It was 20, 2010. Um, my biggest passion is sports. That's why I've been involved in sports. I am a qualified sport coordinator, qualified coach in high school level. And yeah, I'm hoping to, um, or kind of encourage a whole lot of kids, a whole lot of learners to get involved in the sports or soccer to be precise. And yeah, that's who I am. Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, both of you. I think I just want to start off with talking a little bit about the KZN football scene and specifically girls football because we've spoken about football on the podcast before we've spoken specifically about KZN football because it appears to be where the strongest league in the country is at the moment for schools so I think Eurasia what do you think makes KZN the hotbed of South African schools football that it is at the moment and talk to us a little bit about what the the girls football scene is like in KZN as well. So I think it started um, a, a couple of years ago. Um, I think there was there's, there's a group of very, very ardent uh, football um, coaches from the school system that identified a need for for a formalized structure for girls football. Um, I mean, I have a daughter who is at the university for her first year this year, and she only wanted to play football at school. She wasn't interested in any other sport. And they only played for three weeks in the third term. And there were many girls like her. I mean, Fanina will attest to that. So... What we, what KZN High Schools did, and you know the kind of forerunners were um, Dan Haswell and, and Monique Franks, and they got together with um, the rest of the, the kind of KZN uh, High Schools football uh, committee and, and decided to launch a program for girls at schools that could uh, encourage them to continue playing throughout the year. Um, so, so that's kind of where it was born, and and um, girls high school football has been very very popular. In KZN, uh, there's a fantastic program being run out of Peter Maritzburg at Edendale Technical School. It's been run by Cecilia Barsi and Chichua. They are have been doing it for for probably about 15 years. 
Um, they've produced Banyana players. I mean, Lona Temba is one of the Banyana players that came out of, of Edendale Tech. She's played through the KZN high school system. She's played in, in our tournaments and our leagues, being top scorer and just missed out on the World Cup squad. So I think it comes from, there are, there are people who are very passionate about it. And I think where we are now, Alex, is a lot of these people have come together. And so it's just gotten gotten stronger. Um, the, the regional league, from a SAFA perspective, was also very popular, uh, which is where the, the KZN High School's uh, Starlings play. It's the, the ladies' regional league for uh, Itikwini region. And there's about 18 teams in the league. Um, currently, the ladies are sitting about sixth, I think, on, on the log. And it's a combination of girls who've played in the system before. So they have been at the schools. They're now either at university or they're at... Um, even some of them are actually teachers at some of our KZN high schools, like, like uh, Fanela herself. And what we've done is we've encouraged these girls to realize not everybody's going to be a professional footballer. However, they can still stay part of the game. So, for example, within this KZN Starlings team, there's five D-licensed uh, qualified coaches uh, and they're now coaching the team. So it's, it's making the ladies also become employable after school where they realize, okay, I might not be a player, but you know what, I can be a coach. There's 11 of them that have level two soccer referee qualifications. So we try to keep the uh, the the players uh, kind of you know in in the, the the sport, even though they might not not necessarily go on to be a professional player. But I think the 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 beauty of it is that there are just so many girls who want to play, and it's incredible. I mean, Fanella will tell you all her plans that she has, which are really exciting for for the upcoming months. Um, and all all it is is just getting all these kind of silos together and 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 putting it into place. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think I think that's probably why KZN has been been regarded as the the hotbed of it. It's just there's there's passionate people who are putting their time, giving up their Saturdays and Sundays, um, you know, and and just I mean, just the, the, the watching the ladies play is is incredible. Um, it, it's just watching. Then develop from you know twelve thirteen years in a, in the primary school system into high school and then some of them going off to university where they're getting scholarships to play football. We've got a very strong partnership um, with the Sharks Academy here in in Durban, but that run a football program. We've I think that something there's like five girls now that have gone through this, the school system that are now on bursaries football bursaries at the Sharks um, and they play at the Starlings. Some of them coach the juniors, you know. So we're trying to create like almost this little micro economy where the yeah. girls are also being able to to get something back. Yeah. Well, I think your your passion is very clear, and you talk about the community coming together. That's fantastic. I just want to touch on one of the things you mentioned. Obviously, there are a couple of Banyana Banyana players that have come through, and I think Fanele, if you want to talk a little bit about your plans going into the future, but to start that, touching on the impact it has for you as someone trying to get girls into the sport, the impact that Banyana Banyana are doing so well at this uh, FIFA Women's World Cup, the impact of that being able to see and have representation and to be performing so well. How does that help you in your, I guess, recruitment efforts? Um, well, the fact that Banyana Banyana is doing so well, so many girls are actually kind of are encouraged to actually keep pushing, keep trying, keep going all, for all their minds to make sure that they can also one day reach their dreams. I mean, uh, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a thing that's not known that soccer is mostly known for a male sport. But the fact that we've got a strong um, South African team of ladies 
it actually does encourage the girls so much. So it kind of makes my job a lot more easier in terms of getting them um, involved with soccer. The other thing that I actually have learned from a lot, lot of uh, girls in different um, regions in KZN is a lot of them have actually been talking about a preseason, which is rare because in the past, it's, it was like a, a known thing that soccer only exists in term three. And a lot of girls now really actually are very encouraged to start soccer in term two. So by the time term three starts, they are then fit and ready to actually do very, very well in terms of their league performances or even making a case at NT more, maybe somehow getting up into the Banyana Banyana standards. Yeah. So it actually kind of makes my job really easy in terms of just encouraging the girls to take part. Yeah. And then to touch on some, uh, Eurasia mentioned that you've got some exciting plans coming up, maybe just to, to go into that, because I think uh, football in general across schools is growing in South Africa. I mean, that predominantly the powerhouse schools, uh, sports schools, yeah. historically football wasn't really a sport True. that got a lot of attention. That's changing now. So it's exciting to hear what your plans are going forward, particularly in girls football. So... It's nothing big as yet, but we have been we have planned um, a tour in October, the the normal kind of standard tour um, in terms of travel arrangements. But however, I am actually trying to get a whole lot of KZN based companies to also come on board. I think if KZN companies also realize that these girls are passionate about it and these girls are committed into it, they can also be in kind of encouraged to do exceptionally well because they have the backing of companies. Certain company by the name of Aquil has sponsored our girls' side, which is also an amazing thing, especially for the girls, and also an amazing thing in terms of them seeing they're not just playing because they're passionate about it, but there are some people that they actually can see their success. So, yeah. I think the message that's coming across from both of you is is one of positivity and optimism and that it's it's going in a good direction. But I think, Eurasia, if you had to talk a little bit about what still needs to be done in girls football across the country, because obviously there um, is so much. Absolutely. I think uh, it starts with um, the coaches knowing how to coach females. There is a big difference between coaching boys and coaching girls. I mean, I'll give you an example. In our first aid kit, we have tampons, which a male coach doesn't think about, you know. And so, so it's so it's just small stuff like that. But 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 it, but it you know it it's important. So there's understanding that there's a difference of how you coach boys and girls, but also the facilities that some of our girls play in is not adequate. I don't think personally it's adequate for boys to play either. Um, but uh, you know, like change room facilities, for example. You know, sometimes we go out and be playing in 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 areas which are quite. Uh, far off and the girls get there there's no bathrooms for them to use so I think there's a lot of that does not need a lot needs to be overhauled in terms of the infrastructure for for how we we um, offer especially this development leagues um so so and I, I think you know one of the the reasons why we started a, a, the the program for the high schools for girls is because there wasn't adequate coaching um you know the coaches would come to practice give the girls a bag of balls and say go kick it at the goals and and I've witnessed that, and that's also one of the reasons why now the coaching sessions are proper sessions, there's proper conditioning. I mean, if you looked at the Banyana team maybe 10 years ago or 12 years ago, they weren't as conditioned as they are now. Um, and, and it's something that has to realize that, you know, we, we have to realize that that it's a con girls have to be conditioned as well. There's fitness element. And there's also the element of um, pride, you know, um, 
the, as you were saying about Banyana doing well, this has created an, an element of pride in young girls to want to play football. Um, and, you know, Fanina is being very modest. <laughs> She's got a fantastic uh, under-19 uh, Coastal Cup coming up. She's holding trials on Sunday. So she's very busy. So she's being very modest, Alex. But there's a lot of happening. And, and the, the turnouts we've had, Fanella, at these trials and tournaments has been phenomenal. But Alex, one other thing that I think is, 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 is really, really positive is the support girls are getting from, for example, the male um, teams to come and watch and support. I mean, if you look at the numbers that, that the Ladies' World Cup brought out in the stadiums, the stadiums were full. And that, for me, is where we need to start going as well, is to get people, encourage people to support it because the quality of football is, is incredible. Um, you know, when juniors watch some of the, the ladies in the team play, um, you know, it's there's my coach Kez or there's my coach Danny or there's my coach Non, you know, and they, the kids are really excited and they look up to it. So an element of respect is created. Um, and that, that's what we need. We need complete respect in, in the girls' game. You know, I always quote Mia Hamm, the, the American, um, she was a star football player there. And she said, um, my coach said, I, ran, I run like a girl. And I told him if he ran a little faster, he could too. You know, and that's kind of the <laughs> attitude we want to create is that it shouldn't be yeah. you run like a girl or you play like a girl. Yes, I am a girl, you know, and, and that's okay. So, so it's it's also mindset changes like that, and I think once that starts happening, you, you will see a phenomenal rise in 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 female football. I think one of the things we've seen um, over the past couple of months is with the Netball World Cup being here in South Africa, that impact that it has with the full stadium. You mentioned obviously in Australia, and New Zealand, the Women's World Cup for the football also full. And there are rumours going around that South Africa might be bidding to host the 2027 FIFA World Cup as well, um, the Women's FIFA World Cup. And I think the benefits of having that in South Africa for girls across the country to see that representation, to have that pride, that must be something that could have a really big impact. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I, I think we yeah. we've shown that we can host it. You know, we've hosted yeah. the the twenty ten, and we, so we show we've shown we've got the capability and competence to do it. Um, and I think that um, at the moment, the the focus being on the women's World Cup and and Banyana doing well is something that's just opened the doors for for so many young women. Um, it, it's very exciting at the moment, and and also you know platforms like Super Sports Schools, you know, to have to have. Um, uh, youngsters in general being able to be watched by granny who lives somewhere else or mommy who can't make the game or whatever the case is, is fantastic. But specifically for girls, I think it's really, really an incredible platform. And that all creates the excitement around it. And, you know, suddenly you feel valued. You feel like there's an opportunity. You feel like there's a possibility. Um, and also what yeah. I've noticed um, on that is different department um, department or department Government departments are also coming on support because of how Manana Baranyana have performed, which is also amazing in terms of from the departments of education points of view. I think I'm going to put... Sh- the, I think the, people the, shouldn't wait yeah. for us to be amazing. True. They should help us become amazing. True. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Spur back bacon is like having fillet for breakfast. Because back bacon has more meat and less fat. And we grill that back bacon at 350 degrees. Then serve it with two large eggs, golden chips, grilled tomato, toast and jam. And at only 49.90 for our unreal breakfast. 
Why not bring the whole family? Spur, people with a taste for life. Decencies apply. One of the things we heard, we chatted to Kate Woods uh, on Women's Day about a whole range of topics, but we spoke about the Women's FIFA World Cup quite a bit. And she was saying that Banyana Banyana got together about two times before that World Cup. And that's something in South Africa. There's still a lot of our sports uh, might be semi-professional or even still amateur at the top level. And these are particularly for for women's sports. Do you think uh, for girls coming into the sports, what do you say to to motivate them? Because there are going to be girls who want to make it all the way to the top. And it's great that there's this holistic support that you're giving where you don't have to make it to the top, but there are going to be girls who want to. And for them, what's what's that process like? Um, well, I'm also a life orientation teacher at a high school, pre-bad school. And the one thing that I always tell my girls is, I strongly believe that if you put in the amount of efforts that you want to actually go far, you can go far. I mean, there are a number of videos that I've made them watch about specific individual Banyana Banyana players that were working a full-time job and can't make practice or can't make a deadline and work and so forth because of soccer, but still made it. So I am always make them realize that even though the structures aren't really structuring, if that makes sense, but... I mean, if you are passionate and determined, you can actually go far, very far. Join the national team, join any team. Because at the end of the day, if you have the talents and you, if you have the potential, then obviously you can go as far as you want. I think also that the, we have the a lot of the universities are now starting to take uh, ladies yeah. football seriously with, with the university league. Um, and and so that those those kind of um, channels now exist. So like I said, there's you know Free State University gave one of the girls a bursary to go and study there. So so there are those opportunities. There's the channels to the the US to play, etc. And you know Tembi is a fantastic example of 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 a player who she was playing at Atletico Madrid and now she's playing in 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 the U- US, I think. But those opportunities also exist. So. Desiree is another example. You know, Des was our captain many years ago while she was working full-time in a butchery, you know, and now she's yeah. the coach of the national team. And I think those kind of opportunities uh, when girls see it and, and um, a couple, I think last year sometime Fran Hilton-Smith came and did a talk for, for the the players and, she, and the coaches and she said to them, there's so many opportunities for girls now. We just need to grab them and, and make them happen. But we also have to support each other in doing it. Um, you know, um, and and find the opportunity. So that's that's part of what um, Fanela and her team do within KZN High School's committee. Um, you know, Dan and, and um, Fanela are always looking for opportunities for players to progress. You know, whether it be to universities and uh, universities and tertiary, or getting into like the regional leagues, Hollywood Bets League, whatever the case is. Um, and. and we all have to kind of keep an eye out for opportunities. So if, if there's a there's a there's a young player who has potential, because you just need a few people, Alex, in a community to to start moving ahead, and then the other girls realize it's possible. Um, otherwise, it's a pipe dream, you know. That's why, for yeah. example, Lona Temba coming out of Peter Maritzburg, who played in the high schools tournaments, etc., um, played for B- Banyana for a couple of games. You know, she just missed out on the World Cup squad, but it's it's tangible. Because you know her, and that's what we're trying to to also just try and find those opportunities um, for the for the girls. Um, and yeah. for the girls who do decide to 
join football to start playing? What what are the benefits if you were to sell it to someone who is considering joining football, uh, a girl somewhere in the country who might not have played it before, um, or might have obviously played it but not at school, not in a proper team, just in a social setting? What what do you say? I leave that to the life orientation teacher to answer. <laughs> I always tell my girls, um, I, I have a strong belief in club sport. And unfortunately, unfortunately, um, club soccer, soccer is not um, like a big norm in amongst, in amongst KZN. So I always say, join a club. Whether it's a club that has a majority of boys playing soccer, join a club so you can develop your skills. So when you actually get the opportunity to play um, for KZN or whatever team, like Sonning and so forth, then you actually are a lot sharper than other people that are just joining now, you know? And I also think also, um, the more you sharpen your skills, the more you better yourself, the more you actually will grab those opportunities a lot more than just sitting back and waiting for an opportunity to come. And if it doesn't come, or if it does come and you're not ready, then you can't actually take it on. So that's that's my one biggest thing. I mean, I've got a number of kids here at school that always are asking me about what clubs are available, what, what clubs can I join, and so forth. Because at the end, at the end, there's that end result that they have kind of have fixated in their minds to think that if I just do one, two, and three, I can get there. So I always say the more you sharpen yourself and the more you sharpen your skills, the further you can grow. Yeah. And also, you know, Alex, if you think about that, um, the the kind of common skills analogy where to sharpen a skill, you need 10,000 hours. Yes. You know, whether it's typing or whatever. If if you play football for one one hour a day, that's only 365 hours for a year it's not enough you know so so if it is right you know i would encourage the uh, young girls out there to get involved in playing football whether it's at school whether it's doing your pe lesson whether it's like if uh, is saying join a club and play with the boys we have a lot of girls that play with the boys until they are in grade seven and then they come into the starlings program because then it's more focused but but the reality is you never know you might love the sport until you give it a bash. And no one says you have to play for Banyana, but it will teach you great co- confidence. It's great for social skills because it's a team sport. You know, um, the learnings out of it from, from, from a social perspective, a sense of belonging. Everybody wants to belong to a team. Everybody wants to belong to, you know, a, a group. Um, that's the only way you're going to improve those skills. It's definitely not going to be from, like Fanny said, waiting for third term and playing for, for three or four weeks. It's, it's not enough if you want to take it seriously. Mm. Just to to end off from each of you, I'd like to get your ideal, what you'd like to see happen in the next few years to take girls football to the next level and your your dream, basically. Um, for girls football, for me, I'd like it to have the same type of platforms as men, especially in the country as a whole, because a boys' soccer is put on a pedestal. But when it comes to women's soccer, we have to do well first before we get on to that pedestal. If it would be equal, I think it would be great. So um, the young girl that actually dreams of becoming that soccer player, it's not something that they can think that it's not going to happen, but it's something that they can see that it's visible and that there has a lot of support and so forth. And they, because maybe there's a young girl in, I don't know, Sisluwe, for example, that actually has a dream in becoming a soccer player, but I can't get hold of them. What does she do? Does it make sense? So I'd, I'd really love it if 
the whole country, specific departments and brands that are sponsoring Banyana Banyana now that they're doing so great, jump on the bandwagon and actually look at it in a point of view that you know what, it's possible. You know, because I, I really think it would be amazing if any any girl, wherever they come from, they can have this stream and it will be valid because they have a good support structure coming from where there's department, whether it's departments of education and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think for me, it's, it's exactly what Fanella said. It needs to be an, an equalized platform. It just needs to be a platform where it's the norm and not the exception. So a girl playing football is not the exception, but she's rather the norm. And it's kind of like how netball is an accepted norm or um, hockey is an accepted norm for, for, for girls at the moment. It should be the same with football. It's an accepted norm and, and the facilities are there, the, the um, coaching you know, uh, skills are there, the uh, platforms are there. And that, that's the main thing. It's, it's just being able to have the norm, make it, make it the same kind of um, attraction and the same kind of access that boys have, we want the girls to have in terms of, um, you know, tournaments, leagues, selections, opportunities. It's 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 the same same thing. And that and for that you need buy-in, as you said, Alex. You need buy-in from the schools as well. The schools need to buy into it so that they they letting the girls who want to play football the whole year or from second term place from second term and not forcing them into a sport that they. To playing because they have to play something. Um, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Well, Eurasia, Fanele, thank you so much. And thanks for being so um, open and, and sharing about this incredible journey that you've both been on and the incredible stories that you have. I think it's going in the right direction. And that's in a large part thanks to you. And thanks for uh, talking about that and hopefully inspiring girls around the country to start playing and to find out more about girls football in in their areas and also to other people who can support to give that support where it is needed most because the the ideal that you have painted I don't think is one that is too hard to accomplish if like you've had people come together and and support a good cause thank you so much and thanks for being on the super sports schools podcast this has been the Super Sports Schools Podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars, powered by Spurs Take Ranchers.